For four years, I have visited the hospital twice only. I swear to God, I was imprisoned for four years. Every summer holiday, I go into an acute state of depression. Although I try to convince myself that this summer I will paint a few paintings, but summer goes by and I haven't painted one. I have never seen my male siblings smiling at me, or asked how I am, or even conversed with me. You might think I am exaggerated, but in reality I was only a child in their eyes. The three years I attended intermediate school was a small nightmare. I used to hope that I would grow up to be more like my brothers, go out like them, work and shop like them, and I hoped mostly that they would listen to me. The three years I attended high school was my biggest nightmare. It was like a disaster. I was supposed to have fun, love makeup, go shopping, and do what most girls at my age do then. But no, I, I was always yelled at, even for asking to purchase a blouse. My father used to scream, why do you need it? Where will you wear it? And please don't ask me about my brothers. Each one of them has a car. They would go out in the morning and only come back late at night. Every night I would hear the front door opening and closing while I am imprisoned inside. My father is wealthy to the point where in one year he was able to purchase a house and several apartments. He bought for my brothers their dream cars. My oldest brother is unemployed. He wants to get married and let my father pay for all his expenses. But me? No, I had nothing. In high school, I didn't live like a normal high school girl. I didn't even have a lip balm. All I had then was books, notebooks, and pens. I suffered. I used to shy away from conversing with my classmates. I was embarrassed that I, did, I didn't even have a phone. I used the excuse constantly that I don't like phones, I, nobody would call me anyway. I still don't fathom the reason behind banning me from shopping at that time. I wanted to dress my age. I didn't know why my brothers hate that I ride with them in their cars. I was very patient that I got used to that routine. During one summer holiday before my senior year in high school, I was very depressed. I felt suffocated. I was imprisoned. I wake up every day, nobody was around me, and I wasn't allowed to go out. One day, I took every medicine spell that I could find in the house. I ground them all together and poured them in a glass and drank it without a blink of an eye. After half an hour, I had a severe stomach ache. I felt I was being torn inside. 
I felt as if a monster wanted to rip his way out through my body. The maid heard me, the maid heard me screaming and crying. I pressed my body against the wall, cursing my soul. I, I ran to the neighbors. They called an ambulance. I was filled with regret that I didn't pass away quickly and I just tortured myself. I heard the EMT calling my name, trying to open my eyes. I was waiting for my soul to leave my body. I wanted to die before I arrived to the hospital and I get exposed for trying to commit suicide. I yelled at the EMT and tried to jerk him away. I feared hell. I feared my father if he knew that I was trying to kill myself. I would stop breathing for a moment and in that moment I shook in fear trying to hang on to life. They carried me off the ambulance. I felt all sorts of emotion then. Pain, surrender, blackness, and fear. Suddenly, I was strong and I knew a way to survive. I planned to provoke my father into killing me. Therefore, I'll die a murderer, not a suicidal, and God will accept me. I waited from 3 till 8 p.m. No one showed up. The boys were having the time of their lives and my father was clinging on his dear business. My dad knew I was in the hospital but he did not wish to leave his guests without giving them a taste of the milk of the most expensive camel. At 9 p.m., a Sudanese great doctor came into my room. I will always be in his debt. He said, I knew what, I knew what you tried to do to yourself, and I choose not to tell the police nor your father. Your body is healthy. Nothing in this life is worth your health and wellness. Nothing is worth the wrath of God. I cried my heart out when I heard his words. On my way home, my father told me not to eat everything like an animal. Nor did my father or my brothers wish me wellness after I was discharged from the hospital. The only one who cared was Mariam, the maid. She was like a mother to me. I thank God every day for her existence. I hope that she and her children are fine now. My uncle divorced his first wife, the mother of his children. She lives away from me, but she used to always ask about me. I will always be grateful to her. She was the one who bought a few shirts and a skirt that actually fits me. I needed them for going to the university. Once she visited our house, I cried and sobbed while telling her that I have no clothes for the university. 
My father and brothers won't allow me to go to the mall to purchase some. Please help me. I don't know how would I go to the university. She gently put her hand on my head and promised me that she'll provide me with what I need. Those who are ignorant about humanity and feminism don't realize that women are great. My aunt did provide. I started university. I was ecstatic that I graduated high school with excellent scores and that I was enrolled in a sought after specialty. I was very much looking forward to this chapter of my life. Everything went smoothly. I had clothes, a phone, and means of transportation. However, I was worried, how will I pay for my food? How do I convince my father that I need a daily allowance? How do I convince him that the university allowance barely covers necessities? I don't remember how I solved this problem, but I remember I used to ask for 10 reals, almost $3, when he was watching the 9 p.m. news and he used to ignore me. I used to stay next to him till I managed to steal 10 reals from him without his knowledge till this day. My father started pressuring me to leave the university. He threatened me too, but I was in complete denial. I had a vision of a bright future that will only be possible if I had a degree. I wanted to support myself. I didn't want to depend on my father or brothers. My brothers all failed college. They became savages to the extent that if they see me writing on a notebook, they think of ways to occupy me from my college assignments. One would order me to go and wash his clothes while I do that. Another would go into my room and start snooping around. When I confront them, they answer that they would like to see what I write and whom am I writing to. They had too much time on their hands and I was the target of their daily harassment. But since I'm a girl, I had to be patient. My brother used to bang on my door while I'm sleeping, ordering me to make him breakfast. And when I do, I find that they had already ordered breakfast from a restaurant. When I ask them, why would you wake me up to just do this? They answer, who sleeps this time of the day? Do you see how manipulative and disturbed they are? I thought all brothers are like that. But when I see how my friend's brothers treat them, I feel a burn in my chest. Every time I try to talk sense into them, but to no avail. The problem is that my brothers love each other have fun together and laugh all the time but when I'm around they don't do that with me so I usually leave the room knowing that they hate me. I never used any devices that belongs to them. My oldest brother used to want the rest 
for me accessing their computers. They used they used to set up passwords so I won't be able to access them. He used to suspect every move I made. If there was a male presenter on the TV, he would yell, change the channel. I only used a computer in a school. I was not allowed to own a phone. I was only able to get one in college because a Saudi male driver convinced my father that the university is big and I might get lost. Once I get home from the university, my phone gets confiscated. If I needed to call a friend, I would ask my brother who confiscated my phone so he can give me her number and I would call her from a landline. Sometimes he refused to do so. I used to come home from the university exhausted and I would find the house extremely filthy because of my filthy brothers. They intentionally never clean up after themselves. I can't take a nap after college because if my father wakes up late afternoon and finds this house in this state, he will beat me up and repeat his golden phrase, why are you a woman? Because you know, women are born to clean. Thusly, I would clean up the house and make coffee and cry from the ill treatment I received from my brothers. I hoped and prayed daily that they will have mercy on me. I hoped that one of them will defend me or at least appreciate me. All of them have filthy and unkind souls. Sometimes my oldest brother will throw anything around him at me if I'm late in answering his demands. Once uh, I was staying in the living room, my oldest brother came to me and said, I will shower now, and when I finish, I want my coffee ready. I did make his coffee, but I was a bit late. When I put it in front of him, he threw the hot coffee on my face, and it got him into my eyes. I cried and screamed, asking him, why did you throw it, knowing it was hot? He answered with laughter, so next time, you won't be late in bringing me coffee. Every time he hits me, I want to cry like a child. Because he hits hard and nobody can stand up for him. Therefore, I usually surrender. University graduation was upon us and I was highly proud of myself. I graduated with an excellent GPA and the certificate of honor. I was also happy when my father decided that my older brother should get married. I was thrilled because I would get rid of the evil of one. However, I was not so thrilled about graduating. I was afraid of what will come after. I was terrified of imprisonment imprisonment and forced labor in the house were my biggest nightmares. 
The job market was tough. I feared that I would get a job in another city which my family would never allow. They will never let me go and let me be free. The mere suggestion of working in another city will open doors to the filthiest of insults against me. For example, in your dreams, whore. I always tell my brother not to call me a whore, but he insists, he insists on it to harass me. I am not writing details of my life for no reason or looking for pity. I want those who oppose the ending of the male guardianship law to understand the purpose behind our campaign. Please don't insult my intelligence and tell me to go to court. If I can't leave the house, how will I ever go to court? And if I do, how will I be able to go to several court sessions? It is very difficult to file a complaint against a family member in the court. It will only make matters worse. Do you think, dear abuser, that I am happy with imprisonment, depression, and the shitty life I live in? I don't suffer from weakness of character, but there is really no escape. I have two options only. Either continue living in the prison I am in now, or go to another kind of prison, the so-called care home for girls. I can't handle those who call our misery a lie. The male guardianship law ruined life for us on earth. Those who seek prostitutes in Bahrain and Dubai are the ones who bring us ill reputation, not our noble demands. Dear opposer, don't come and try to lecture us with religion while the law is not applicable to you. Don't accuse us of freedom as if it is a crime while you run free every day. Why is it a crime, sin, shame, and a scandal if a woman demanded her freedom? God created earth for men and women. Try to clean up your filthy minds and words because karma is real.